Hello, hello. Welcome to SLD Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Lord Antiazio. SLD Wellness is a judgment-free zone. It's a place to find your voice, use your gifts, find your gifts, and to realize that you already have the tools inside of yourself. So all of this month on the podcast, we're talking about trauma. And today on episode eight, we're talking about racial trauma. I have to be honest, recording all of these episodes this month have been hard for me. Recording all of these episodes about trauma have been really fucking hard for me because I've been talking to you about traumatic things that I have dealt with and the lessons that I have learned from them and going back to them and thinking about them and remembering moments from them that really hit my heart and brought a wall up for me and made it harder for me to trust people. I'm like, holy shit, like, There was just a lot of shit that happened. And when it comes to the racial trauma, I'm gonna be honest, the thing that really came through for me regardless was that, first of all, racism is systemic. It is systemic. I'm going to be saying that word multiple times. So just know (laughs) that I will be saying that because racism is systemic. I dealt with so much of it in work I dealt with it in school. I dealt with it in so many aspects and it's so ingrained in you that you think it's normal because it's trained in you as being normal, but it's not normal. A lesson that just kept coming through for me over and over as I was getting ready to to record this, and I'm gonna be honest, I, I really avoided this a little bit because I was like, oh my gosh, like I dealt with so much racism at work and I had so much workplace trauma and I feel like this racial trauma almost feels like workplace trauma part two a little bit because I dealt with so much racism at work, but that's just what it is. I realized that the thing that always came through for me is, listen, I'm fucking black. I can't escape that. You see me? Look at the cover of this podcast. (laughs) You see a black woman. There's a black lady on the cover of this. That is the person that was going in on interviews. But I had braids. I didn't have natural hair out in a fro as I do now. I had braids or my hair was straightened or I had a lot of different hairstyles because I just do that. But especially when I was in the stage where I was like, okay, I need to make sure that I am presentable for the world. I was in braids and I was doing all of the things that I was told I was supposed to do to look presentable and I was still dealing with racism at work and it was like hey you know it's just because I'm dealing with racist places and I'm black and the fact that I am is a problem for them and I have to be okay with the fact that that's not a place that I need to be in they don't deserve me they don't deserve my time they don't deserve my space, my mental energy or capacity. They don't deserve any of that. And that's just a place that isn't right for me. And then you move on from that. That was something that it took me time to realize that you can work your ass off. You are, especially as a black person, you grow up with knowing that you have to work twice as hard 
You have to be the best of the best. And even with that, you get crumbs. I remember having so many instances where I was just rejected from things and I would work my ass off and then someone else would get it and they would just like get it in their sleep. And I just was like, okay, well, this is just apparently how my life is because this is just what it is. I don't know why it is, but this is just what it is. With work, I realized that racial trauma truly became apparent because of the way that I was continuously micromanaged at work. I remember especially with like getting timed for my schedule. Like I had to clock in, clock out, but it wasn't actually clocking in or clocking out. It was, I want you to write out the time that you started lunch, the time that you ended lunch. I want you to include, even if you went to your car to get something. And this was when I was working in corporate America. I remember having that happen. And that was because I was working somewhere where I had a VP that wanted to look at whatever I was doing like a hawk. And the problem was just because I was me and because I'm black. And I remember having braids and then taking the braids out at home and then coming coming to work with an afro and that same VP being like, what happened to your hair? Like looking at me like she was disgusted. Like when she saw me in the braid, she was fine. But then when she saw the fro, it was like I was disgusting. And that I realized is when I started to, that was at 22. That's when I started to become aware of the fact that racism is rampant and you will encounter it as a black person very soon. And I also encountered it before that in other ways, especially in school, for sure. Like there were parties I'd be at where people would be like trying to say the N word or trying to get really drunk and they don't know me, but be like trying to say it and trying to find excuses for it or having people that think they know you and think that trying to say that is cool and also turning to you or trying to turn you into a token or the person that is the authority on all things race and it's very difficult to be in the position of feeling like all eyes are on you all the time and that anything that you say and anything that you do is being highlighted with a flashlight because you're black and anything you do and anything you say is given even more weight and if you are two minutes late to work you are given a lot of shit but if someone is an hour late and uses daylight savings even though it's going in the wrong direction when the clock sprang back and the person is an hour late, but they give it a laugh and it's haha funny because it's cute. You realize that something is wrong. And that happened to me. I remember when that happened to me, I was like, holy shit, like this place is fucking racist. And I don't know why I'm still doing this. And I knew why I was still doing it. I was doing it because I thought that I had to stay in that bullshit place because I just graduated and I had to be somewhere for a certain period of time. 
and I dealt with a lot of abuse there and I dealt with a lot of abusive places solely because of the fear of what would my resume look like? Oh my gosh, will my resume look awful if I decide to leave a racist place? And it was really hard because how the fuck do you interview for other jobs when you're working in a racist place and places ask you why you're leaving and you are doing your best to find reasons to not say it's racist even though they're trying to pin holes into not understanding why you would want to leave somewhere. I had to deal with that multiple times. It got to a point where I realized for myself, looking at it in hindsight, holy shit, I'm really good at being aware of the fact that I can come up with reasons why I left something without saying it's fucking racist. (laughs) Coming up with other things, being able to pivot with something else. But also, I realized that there's a lot of harm that's out there and there's a lot of places that will gang up on people and especially as a black woman, the thing that I struggled, I struggle with and struggled with because I know it's something that is going to be something in tandem for me is being vocal, saying what's on my mind, being honest, and also being someone who is observant of what's going on. And like, I know that I'm the kind of person that wants to be aware of what's going on in a situation. And so I'm not the person that will fill the space and fill the void with my voice. But with that being said, I also will tell you what I think because I think that that's important. So with that struggle, the reason I say it like that is because let me just be fucking honest. There are two paradigms that black women can often fall into. Being the angry black woman or the silent black woman. Like, oh, you know, like she's the good one. You know, like she's not like all of those other ones. She's very like quiet and like nothing bothers her. She's just very quiet. She just doesn't really say anything. Or, oh man, she always has something that she says. She always has an opinion about everything. She has a problem about everything. She's so angry. Both of those are bullshit paradigms, to be clear. And black women often fall into both of those. And it's very difficult to balance being honest about what I think and also being aware of what's going on. And I realize for myself that I have often been quiet and have worked in places where because I have been observant and then honest about what I see and helping to improve it because that's always been my role in places is communication, strategy, 
I would be often attacked and being told that I was too quiet. And then if I was vocal, then it was like it was too late or it was like it wasn't enough or it was not really used with any sort of action. And I realize now that the reason that all of that has helped me get to where I am now is that I got to a point where I was like, you know what, like, I need to make shit happen for myself. I cannot be the kind of person that thinks it's going to happen through a company. No, it's going to happen through me because that's what's going to happen. And when I say that, I don't mean it in an arrogant way. I know that the things that I've had that have happened have not happened only through me. I've had the support of community, of mentors, of family and friends, and me always realizing that, hey, if there's something that I can't have happen through just me, I can find a way to find somebody who can help me find a way to make that happen. And I learned that through having to be gritty, through dealing with bullshit, racist places that would try to bring me down and tell me that I wasn't enough or tell me that I wasn't vocal enough. And in dealing with those places, I also met people who were amazing, who were not like that, who saw that things were happening that were problems and were like, hey, let me help you figure out your next steps or hey, here's some advice. And mentors are amazing because as you're going through the bullshit, having people who were able to do what you did go into a field that you want to go into or transform their lives the way that you want to transform your life and being able to help guide you or give you encouragement, like those kind of people and those kind of situations really did help me and always help me, continue to help me. They're the reason why I was able to make the leap to work for myself and become a wellness coach and work with people and help them transform their lives and completely catapult things for themselves in ways that they never anticipated or dreamed of. It's because I was able to find people that have been able to be encouraging and help me see beyond where I am, even if I'm going through the shit. And I think that what I've realized overall is that the only way that you can get through things is by truly going through them. I tried so hard to try to avoid the painful things in the past. When I would go through them, I'd be like, oh my gosh, no, 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 no not another racist workplace because I've had a couple of them friends <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous like I've had a lot um but I would be like oh my gosh not a one another one of these and then I wouldn't really know what to do how to either go into another field or pivot to another state I did that. I moved across the country from Philly to Denver. I have gone into different fields, gone from journalism to marketing, marketing to donor relations, 
donor relations to healthcare, healthcare to fitness and communications. And as I did all of those things, I have often done the same things of being able to look at things from a bird's eye view and then formulate it so that I can come up with a plan so that I can get to where it is that I want to go. Because the one thing that I have learned in the midst of bullshit is you can't count me out. You can try. Good luck. I mean, you can go ahead. I don't care if you do, to be honest. (laughs) Like, if you're listening to this, you're probably not counting me out. But I'm the kind of person where I've dealt with enough bullshit at this point in my life where I'm not looking for approval from other people anymore because I did that and I'm done with it. It's tiring. Like, my goal in life is not to make other people happy. I want to help as many people as I can. Yes. However, my goal is not to make everybody happy. That is not my goal. My goal is not to please everybody. That is not my goal. My goal is to do things from my heart center. And the only reason I was able to get to that point, though, is because I had to deal with a lot of people trying to tell me who they thought I was and trying to tell me who they think I should be or how they think I should operate. And then I realized for myself, nope. I am me. This is who I am. This is how I am. This is the kind of person that I am. And you can't try to change me and you can't try to adjust that for me in any sort of way. That is not happening. No, thank you. So, whew, I didn't expect to get that deep, but it happens. And I also think that race is something that there are going to be people, and I know there are people who are like, oh, why are you talking about race? Why does race have to be a part of everything? Well, here's the thing. If you are able to operate in a world in which race is not a part of things, you are living in a world in which you have a lot of privilege, where you can just move through it and you live in a world that I don't live in you live in a very different world than I do and I have learned often and quickly that I live in a different world than other people do there are certain things and certain privileges that other people have where they get to not think about certain things not have to think about school districts not have to think about oh here's a suburb that you live in and you think it's totally fine because everything's all good, but I could be living in it and running in the neighborhood in broad daylight and have a truck follow me around three times while the person driving in the car slows down and stares at me and just stares at me and then tries to follow me home. That's something that happened to me when I lived in the suburbs of Pennsylvania. And when that happened, I remember being terrified and knowing deep down in my bones, if this person found out where I lived, something could happen. And they're only staring at me because I'm wearing shorts and a tank top in the summer as I'm training for a 5K. I felt like 
I was getting hunted down because this person just kept following me and staring at me. And those are the kind of things and realizations I real I realized really quickly that there are people that are out there who live in a completely different world than you do and experience things in a completely different way than you do and will not understand things that you've experienced. And even if you tell them what you experienced, they will look at you point blank in the face and straight up gaslight the fucking shit out of you and look at you and be like, no, that didn't really happen. No, no, that can't, no. There's no way, no. And you're looking at them and you're like, yes. Yes, I know it happened. Yes, I know it might seem crazy to you that this happened, but this happened. Things like this do happen in the world. Maybe you live in a different bubble. Maybe you live in a different world. Maybe you get to ignore certain things because you get to comfortably Ignore it because you get to live in your ignorance. However, there are other people who live in a completely different world and experience a completely different kind of pain every day when they wake up. Have to show up with a huge smile on their face like everything is fine all the time because if there is even a slight glimpse that something is wrong, there's a conversation about your work ethic, or what's going on with you, or you seem like you're off. Those are the sort of things that I remember experiencing in workplaces where I realized, you know, like, it's like you can't even breathe. You have to be on your A game 100% of the time. And it's crap. It's ridiculous. And there's a lot of things that need to improve for sure. Because Racial trauma is something that is everywhere. And I remember being told by a guidance counselor when I was in high school that I wouldn't be able to get into a school out of state. They kept trying to convince me to only go to a school in New York, only all schools in New York. And I got into, every single school I got into was out of state. And so the only option was, oh, I gotta go out of state. And so I ended up going to Temple in Philly. And I remember when I made the decision to apply to schools, being told that I wouldn't get into schools out of state, being told that it wasn't possible. I knew then, at 17, that there were alarm bells, that there were problems. And for me, I was just kind of like, okay, like, you clearly don't know me. Like, You obviously know nothing about me if you think that you can tell me. Oh, gosh, you know nothing about me. Have you met me? I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And if you try to tell me that it's not going to happen or it's not possible, I'm going to continue to do it. Not only will I continue to do it, I will take pictures, take selfies, and I will let you know how it's going along the way. It's like, don't doubt. Don't doubt someone. There's no need to do that. Don't treat someone like they're trash. And I know that for me, it's also why I'm a huge lover of the underdog. I'm a huge proponent of the underdog, 100%. And it's also why 
the program that I've created is here. It's why it's been created. And now that I've said all of that, I'm also so pumped to tell you about the group coaching program that I've been hard at work on and I'm ready to share all about. Chaos to Clear is a mind-body-soul program that includes yoga, meditation, journaling, and tarot. So anyone who's listening, if you are a healer, a creative, a spiritual service-oriented woman of color, or know someone who is, this is a group coaching program that is six weeks long, and I'm so excited to share this because I know that there are so many people that are out there that give, 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 and do not take care of themselves. And if you are someone that is in need of some self-love and you need some guidance, if you need someone to help you along the way, hit me up, email me, stephanie at sldwellness.com or DM me at sldwellness on Instagram set up a discovery call with me so that we can talk about chaos to clear because i am so excited to work with this amazing group of women and i know that they're out there so let me know where you are all right all right friends now let's move on to the meditation wherever you are close your eyes take a deep inhale fill up Exhale, let it go. Breathe in, two, three, four, hold at the top. Exhale, four, three, two, one, let it go. Breathe in, two, three, four. Exhale, four, three, two, one. a deep inhale, exhale, let it go, relax your shoulders, relax your eyebrows, relax your face, relax your jaws. Take a deep inhale. Exhale, let it go. I want you to roll your shoulders backwards. Roll them forward. Rock your head from side to side. Deep inhale, fill up. Exhale, let it go. Breathe in, two, three, four, hold at the top. 
Breathe in, two, three, four. Exhale, four, three, two, one. Slowly begin to wiggle your fingers and your toes. Slowly begin to open your eyes and find three things in the room to look at. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time. I am Stephanie Lord Antiazio. If you are interested in the group coaching program Chaos to Clear Inner Vision Quest. Email me at stephanie at sldwellness.com or reach out to me on Instagram at sldwellness. Thank you so much for your time. We will be talking next week about trauma again as well. Rounding out the month with more conversations in that area and I have a feeling that next month we'll talk more in that area as well. But thank you so much for being here. Take care, and I will see you next week.